This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977, talking to the candidates at large for the upcoming vote uh, this month. And uh, the fourth one right now is Bobby Andera. And I, I guess the first question is, why do you want to be a city councilor? Oh, thank you, John. Um, happy to be here. Appreciate the invite. Uh, the reason why I want to be a city councilor is more than anything, uh, I, I want to make a difference in the city of Sioux Falls. Uh, I also am a proponent of community engagement, community unity. I believe that, you know, when we're strong together, uh, we can have a really, really strong city. And when we're engaged, uh, we can make a positive difference. And so I want to be one of the people that leads that. And um, I just I just want to get engaged with the people. Well, uh, the chambers got you listed as a laboratory business operations advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, compliance officer for the laboratory at Sanford, president of B Enterprises, your business, I can imagine, mm-hmm, yes. and a life coaching business. Mm-hmm. So you're, uh, uh, you've got seven brothers and sisters. You've got uh, a boyfriend that has uh, two children. How old are they? Um, well, Francesca is 17, and Michael, I believe, is going to be turning 12 here. Almost a teenager. <laughs> almost a teenager. Well, the 17-year-old is almost past being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Um, you started a nonprofit to encourage strength. What is that about? Um, well, it's Strong Men, Strong Women of South Dakota. And it's all about being strong of body, mind, and spirit. And again, it's another way to engage the community, uh, to support uh, young people, parents, the community at large, to create an environment of strength as it relates to how can I make uh, my family better or how can I make my school better? How can I make really anything better? And our nonprofit is focused quite a bit on veterans and it is also focused quite a bit uh, on the police so uh, there's a lot of support there, and we're hoping to make a big difference as soon as I get that 1023 approved. <laughs> well, the police uh, certainly, you know, appreciate uh, the help they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the community involvement, I think, with, uh, you know, there's one out of three veterans that are homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, that number's going down, hopefully, but um, uh, the BA here in Sioux Falls is probably one of the best BAs in the country. We're starting a uh, more of a prevention, uh, whole health, whole life health, uh, acupuncture and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, massage and chiropractor and, and uh, a lot of preventative mm-hmm. uh, things that save the money later on, especially at my age. That's a nice thing to do. But let's talk about the uh, what you did as well, United States Air Force veteran, but you were a daughter of the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, My great-grandfather, many generations back, fought in the American Revolution, Charles Thrift. And um, his dad did not fight in the American Revolution, but of course he did. And they were out of Fairfax, Virginia. They actually knew Washington. And so find it very, very interesting because they were what they called freeholders in Fairfax. And um, yeah, it's it was interesting when I found out that I was and I immediately filled out the paperwork, and I said, I absolutely want to be part of this. Did you find that out on an- an- Ancestry.com? How did you, <laughs> no. you find that out? No, actually, it was my aunt. And she believed that, you know, we had some connections. So I did all the research. I worked with the genies. That's what they call them. And at the DAR. 
and found out, indeed, my great-grandfather, many generations back, was, did fight in the American Revolution, yes. Well, that kind of spirit is, is what we need today in, in our candidates who want to represent mm-hmm. the, the voter. Uh, quite often we see candidates that aren't really representing anybody uh, except themselves. Yes, that correct. They get, mm-hmm. they get Washingtonianized or mm-hmm. they get, uh, if they've been in too long. But uh, uh, the uh, United States Air Force, tell us what you did there. I was a medical laboratory journeyman, and uh, that would be my AFSC. Um, so it's the Air Force Service Code. And basically, it was just a medical technologist. It's exactly what I was doing when I came here to Sioux Falls uh, back in 2002. And uh, when I first started working at Sioux Valley, actually, at the time. And I was a medical technologist at night. And then I ended up going to Freeman Regional Health Services. And I was their lab director. And then I decided to come back to Sioux Falls and uh, be the business manager. And now I advise as well as I am the compliance officer. Well, you have a few things you'd like to do. Um, I, I guess city's growing. We are a boom town. You bet. Official. Mm-hmm. We are a boom town. Well, that can also say bust if we have a drought or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the pendulum swings one way and it swings the other. We're due for some of those type of things again. Uh, but the uh, long-term plan, I guess, is something that they're developing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, the long-term plan can change. If they had made that two years ago, it would be a whole different set of uh, circumstances economically today. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something flexible that can adapt, I Absolutely. guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are the things facing our community that you want to work and address it if you become a councilwoman? I think the first thing I want to do is I want to bring a lot of transparency. I want to get the community engaged. Please show up to the city council. Now, granted, I have not. I've watched them. (laughs) I've not physically gone there, but I've watched them. And um, we do need more engagement from the community. They need to know exactly what's happening. They need to know what's in front of the counselors that they are voting on. For some people, it may seem mundane. Uh, for other people, it affects them personally. So the thing about it is, is we need to find a way to make it easy for our citizens to know what is going on in their city and why. More citizen input. Absolutely. Well, I, I've got to say uh, a couple of decades ago, I chewed out the city council once. And, oh, you and- did? <laughs> And, uh, you know, like I say, sometimes you, you really, that, that's, you have to take it uh, up, up the chain of command, as mm-hmm. you say, in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it got some things done. Uh, but uh, you, you're um, a proponent of the broken windows theory. And mm-hmm. I, I have to say personally myself, I think that was something that Juliana did in New York. Mm-hmm. Really cleaned up the city. You bet. And it's got politics with it. It's got uh, some different ways of thinking on it. But uh uh, you have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, especially today when there's in California, no, you don't, you don't you get right out. You don't have bail. Uh, you get uh, released right away. Um, uh, we need more, I guess, uh, uh, what I'm trying to think is, is uh, uh, people have to be responsible for what they do. Absolutely. Now, tell us what, you know, for those that don't know what the broken windows theory is. <laughs> That's okay. Um, Well, Rudy Giuliani did uh, institute Broken Windows in New York in the 90s, and he really did clean things up. Uh, Basically, what it was is if you even see a broken window or litter on the ground, that you would do your part to report it, and it would be addressed, and it would be fixed, whatever that was. 
it was known that in the social sphere that when you have broken windows and you have uh, dirty streets and so on and so forth, that tends to garner a more non-savory crowd. And so by keeping things cleaned up, getting rid of graffiti, those types of things, it tends to bring a more put-together type of environment and people tend to take care of it more, which makes people more responsible, more accountable, and thieves and um, criminals stay away. Well, it worked for New York, and when they uh, dropped that aspect of it, it went back to you bet. a lot of crime again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were discrimination, I guess, was one one point that they had in mm-hmm. that type of thing. But um, something to talk about and, and uh, discuss with the citizens and their, uh, their police department. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, strengthening of the neighborhood watch is something I think mm-hmm. that's something we need uh, and, and can do fairly easy, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. And again, this is where I really, really, really want to be involved. I can't stress it enough. Um, there's a way to do it. You just have to break it down. You chip away at it one by one by one. And the next thing you know, the entire community is working together. The streets are cleared up. There's less crime. Our police can focus on the really tough stuff, and we can nip things in the bud before it gets bad. So we're basically bookending it, which mm-hmm. is great. Speaking with Bobby Andera, who's running for the city council at large, uh, A. Mm-hmm. Now there's an A and a B. Did they, how, how, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it just it, you know, we have eight counselors, and then, of course, we have the mayor. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just representation for the city at large, Two different positions. Well, okay. Two, two positions on that. Well, now you grew up with four sisters and three brothers, so mm-hmm. you know how to do uh, a team effort, I guess, <laughs> to get things done. Yes. But you also know how to uh, uh, get your your uh, idea, you know, your proposals through a, a mm-hmm. mixed crowd like that. Absolutely. With, with three brothers and, and uh, four sisters and a dog. And a dog. Yeah, yeah I'm, a mom. I'm, I'm a dog mom. Well, the uh, uh, aspect of the Sioux Falls City Council uh, is uh, something that is a strong mayor. Um, it's been, I think, a little bit where people seem to think uh, and ask us of, of all the people that we have on this program from the last 10 years, is the city run by the developers or is it run by the common citizen? It should be run by the common citizen. should be, but is it? Well, unfortunately... Um, there is a lot of what I believe to be agenda-driven um, changes that happen in the city. And that's really concerning for me because when you have the voice taken away from the people, that gets to be really scary really, really quick. So that's why I am talking to people about community engagement because when the community gets gets complacent, really not their fault. They just get busy with their lives, so on and so forth. Um when they start to get more involved, they're going to see things that they missed. And when they realize how it impacts them, they're going to get more involved. Well, are we ever going to really feel like the citizen has a voice anymore? They, they put the citizen's input at the very last mm-hmm. uh, when everyone else is kind of going home yeah, uh, and tired. Uh, the uh, previous elections in the past, I've seen them raise $120,000 to make a candidate uh, just to run to beat someone who does ask questions mm-hmm. and they didn't like because they mm-hmm. asked questions. Yeah. Um, there's forces against it. The person that wants to really, you know, say, let's, let's discuss this and let's debate it. They don't want that. 
Exactly. I agree with you. Um, that would be something I would fight for. That would absolutely be something I'd fight for because, again, without the community being engaged and being heard, then we're just a city that spouts off a bunch of rules for everybody to follow. We don't want that. We want to have an interactive community and city council partnership. Representatives. Absolutely. We're representatives. We're civil servants. That's... That, that that that's what we like to hear but in if if you really get down to it it's follow the money yeah if you want to know what's happening follow the money uh we're talking to bobby andera who is a candidate for the uh, city council at large and you're starting your own business i guess um so you, you kind of know sioux falls is a pretty good place to be on the other hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely so uh, tell us what uh, your business, uh, you know, how's it going? The president of B Enterprises. <laughs> yes. So um, I initially started with my life coaching business in 2014. Shortly thereafter, I also opened up another business. It was called Be Compliant. As you can, I like to use B a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, Be Compliant, and it was to help uh, small hospitals with their laboratory compliance program. And that is currently uh, on hold because... As you know, I'm quite busy right now. And the other one, the life coaching business, is all about uh, bringing people into awareness of self, okay? And so I do have a little bit of psychology background uh, from my school and from some, you know, people that I followed as far as when I was training in the military. And these were the professionals. These were the psychiatrists, psychologists, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with them. And so when you find a way to tap into someone by talking with them, understanding their story, then you can also provide them with the appropriate questions so that they can actually answer and solve their own problem. It's actually quite fascinating. And I've helped people overcome, you know, depression, um, you know, make their family stronger. Someone contacted me and says, you know, I was, I was about to commit suicide. I mean, these types of changes in people's lives are a big deal, and, and I consider it a personal honor to help them. The one thing the city doesn't have, usually there's a, a support group from some church or some organization for mm-hmm. just about everything, and, and I would say <laughs> yep. it's always it seemed like there's always been one if you look at it. But we need a, a pet bereavement uh, support group in Sioux Falls. So if anybody out there has an interest in that, uh, uh, that would be something that makes some people need. Uh, laboratory business operations advisor, but a compliance officer for the laboratory at Sanford. Mm-hmm. What is a compliance officer? <laughs> a compliance officer uh, makes sure that we are following the rules <laughs> and a lot of auditing. So I do quite a bit of auditing, um, insurance claims, um, make sure that appropriate forms are being filled out, Make sure that what we say we're doing is exactly what we're doing uh, from the eyes of the payers or CMS. Um, So dealing with a lot of the federal uh, institutions, CMS, Medicaid. uh, So, yeah, that's what that is. Somebody that knows how to traffic in the bureaucracy red tape, then. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very good thing to know if you're a nonprofit, uh, too, Absolutely. as far as grants and writing and all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And in city government, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a daughter of the American Revolution and a uh, businessman, you're a business person yourself, uh, I could use a life coach, by the way. But I'm, 
I'm 75. I, you know, life expectancy is 77. So <laughs> well, we better get on it. Yeah. But the, uh, uh, you know, council at large, A, uh, do you think that the strong mayor government that we have is good or are there other forms of government that maybe we should be thinking about? Well, that's a really good question. It's good if you want to get things done, you know, quickly, but uh, uh, maybe we're not getting the discussion uh, on issues that we really need. Yeah, I know. And that's my concern. I, I do see a lot of forward move it, a lot of forward uh, progress in things, but at what cost? And exactly. so I'm concerned uh, with some of the things happening right now. I think that maybe uh, some things we do need to push forward. We absolutely should. But other things we've got to pull back just a little bit and ask ourselves, is this really the right thing to do for Sioux Falls? Well, I can remember 50 years ago, I've been doing this program that long. Uh, forward Sioux Falls put out videotapes to promote Sioux Falls to diversify. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, uh, we were about half the size back then, but Morales was, you know, if Morales said they're going on strike, man, that was sweat everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But the uh, now it's a lot of medical uh-huh. health. A lot of people move to Sioux Falls because of that. But now we've got people like the, uh, uh, the uh, Amazon coming in with a warehouse for 1,500 jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen that in Colorado where... IBM comes in with 30,000 jobs, mm-hmm. but then they move out two years later and whoops. Yeah. <laughs> who get, who gets the leftovers? <laughs> well, when you're a boom town, there's also maybe a bus that you have to look That's forward right. to. That's uh, right. But when they come in, uh, they're going to be renting about every apartment in Sioux Falls, Del Rapids, and Baltic, and Hartford, and, you know, all the way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rent has been going up. Mm-hmm. Gentrification is what it's called. Uh, we've seen what it has happened to, uh, you know, California and other states, but a lot of people now are getting their rent to some $900 a month, uh, a lot of them $200 a month. Mine went up $185 a month. Mm-hmm. Now our income is going up. Mm-hmm. And inflation at the grocery store, everybody uh, is in a gas station. Uh, some cities, uh, it's illegal to raise the rent more than 20% over a five-year period. Some cities buy a land around the area and zone it to not have anything built on it so that they, they do have a, uh, a certain size, but then they grow outside that circle like Boulder did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do we need any discussion on nobody wants rent control? I mean, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, but are we getting to the point where it's almost uh, not affordable to live in Sioux Falls? We are getting to that point, definitely. And I think there needs to be discussion. And I'm not just saying that. Because there's a lot of people here that some of them live quite well. Other ones, it's paycheck paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, we're talking about how are we going to solve this problem? Well, we have to think about what's causing the problem, okay? And what's causing the problem right now, a lot of it is hyperinflation. We know that. Okay, that doesn't help. Um, for example, when I went to Hy-Vee, uh, my, uh, my grocery bill is twice what it was three months ago. Oh, yeah. It's twice. And or almost twice, I should say. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, single female and my my grocery bill is three hundred fifty dollars. I was like, I I may need to stop buying organic (laughs) or, or, you know, grow my own garden in my house. People have to choose between gas and food. That's right. Yeah. And I don't mean to make light of anything. Um, It's a problem. and, And we really do need to talk about it. And we need to come up with some solutions. Now, of course, no one is an island in and of themselves. So this has to be not only a community effort, but the city needs to get serious on this. And, you know, what decisions are we making that are exacerbating the problem? 
So this is this is where we need to go. So we need to get the brain trust together. We need to talk and we need to ask ourselves, what is the source of the problem? Let's address that. And let's see if we can do something to make this better for our citizens. Well, New York has had rent control for a long time. But uh, also, if you're going to build a skyscraper, so much of it can be luxury apartments. But then a certain percentage has to be low-income mm-hmm. apartments. It might mm-hmm. be a different door they come in on the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain percentage they have to give to people that uh, are working at $15 an hour mm-hmm. times uh, 40 times you know 30% of that is what. That's what they should be spending on, uh, mm-hmm. not spending over that, on, mm-hmm. on rent. Uh, so that's something that can be discussed. Um, they say there's affordable housing in Sioux Falls, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's not affordable to the, uh, to the, uh, guy that's, that's working a $15 wage. Mm-hmm. Well, they say get a better job that, uh, for a lot of people, uh, they're working two jobs already mm-hmm. just to make ends meet. So that's, that's some of the things that are issues and answers that, uh, I see, uh, and as a, uh, city councilor, I think uh, they need to, they don't want you. Mm-hmm. They don't, it, it, it's, uh, uh, follow the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're talking to Bobby and Darren, uh, counselor at large candidate. And I, I guess if you were to wave a magic wand, if you were a city councilor, what would you like to see, uh, four years from now during your, your turn? Wow. Wave a magic wand. I love that question. Cause this like gives me carte blanche right now. Um, if I could wave a magic wand, I would love to see community unity like you've never seen it before. I would love to see people helping their neighbors again. And not that they don't now, but I mean, I mean, all across the board. I would like to see people, you know, display who they are and, you know, not be judged because of it. I would love to see that. Because it really shouldn't matter who you are, where you come from, how much money you make. If you're a citizen of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I'm a citizen of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, we're family. And so that's just the way it should be. So if I would wave a magic wand, that's what I would want. Because you know what happens when a community works together and there's community unity? There's less crime. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's more help. And people are a lot more reasonable with one another. And, you know, a lot of people talk about utopia, like, you know, what is the utopia of, of like the city utopia that you can think of? I would say it starts with that. It absolutely starts with that. Kind of a life coach for the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby and Derry were talking to you as a candidate of the council for uh, council A um, position in Sioux Falls is two that uh, are being voted for. Um, the uh, city of Sioux Falls, do you think we have too many regulations? Yes. Are, it sometimes, and I've, I've seen this because I've, I've been doing this program since 77, but uh, somebody gets the office of uh, this department or whichever, while they go to a national convention and they, they see all these things that these other cities are doing and they come back with all this paperwork and stuff and say, we, we need to do it this way and that way. And all of a sudden you get regulations that you didn't really need to have. It's mm-hmm. just that they wanted to copy the other city. Yeah. And now we got regulations for things we really didn't need to have. They want to justify the job. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it gets through the city council and all of a sudden, uh, we can't do this or can't do that without having this regulation mm-hmm. or that permit or uh, so on. Uh, that's one thing that I think uh, we started this country when we got out of England was too much taxes <laughs> and too much regulation. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're uh, every 300 years is somewhat of an upheaval in, in most governments throughout history. 
and we're getting uh, about 270, 280, you know, on that right mm-hmm. now in this country. But Sioux Falls is, on the other hand, we're talking about issues and answers, but Sioux Falls, I think, is probably the best place to be in this world right now. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people are coming here because of that. Because of that. They can sell a house in California that now is worth $2 million that they've been living there, mm-hmm. you know, started out as a $100,000 home. Mm-hmm. But they come here with $2 million, buy a nice $500,000 house, you know, and, and pocket a million and a half. Mm-hmm. And they, they like our, our police. They like our uh, city government. They like our, uh, our community. But uh, I hope they don't bring the California politics with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Same as New York. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. We are a boomtown. And right now, if you went to a realtor and say, I need to buy a house right now, I got the cash, you wouldn't find one. Right. Um. To build one, I think, is going up thirteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 more because of lumber, mm-hmm. um, sh- shipping, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're building a lot of apartments, but uh, how many of them can be afforded? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The people are, you know, they're, they're kind of like friends. There's two to apartment. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like the TV show. Yep. Um, with a cat and a dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, aspect of Super But the thing I see is, okay, we get this big... Uh, Amazon thing coming in, and someone's making a whole lot of money on that building out there. You bet. But all of a sudden, we have this congestion in traffic. Our streets are getting more wear. Mm-hmm. The sewers are getting more. Um, you know, water is is becoming. You know, all these new new uh, uh, car washes. Uh, a whole bunch of them have sprung up. But mm-hmm. has anybody you know thought that hey, we used to have to last summer uh, uh, kind of hold back and watering our lawns for water. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The economic impact or the impact of the city, they're not doing anything for that. That mm-hmm. we, The common citizen has to come up with that. That's right. And pay for it. Yeah. The and de- the developer made all the money. Yes. The demands that are going to be upon the city as we grow is going to get a lot more enormous. You know, like you talk about something very simple, like like all these car washes. Well, we remember, like you said, a few years ago, I mean... We're saying you're like, okay, you can only water once a week or you can mm. only water twice a week. And, you know, I think, too, we have been sheltered. We've been isolated. We've we've run our city so well. We simply became a beacon of hope to those who were escaping states and cities that were overregulated, um, that were basically choking off the livelihood of, of these individuals that are coming here now. In fact, I have a friend of mine. He he moved here. He's a he was a he's a former Marine. And, and he moved from California Mm -hmm. and he's here in South Dakota now. Think of that change. They don't have any U-Hauls in California. (laughs) No, they're all here. There's nobody driving him back that way. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, the police department, I think is one of our best police departments. Uh, Absolutely. There's, there's, uh, you know, uh, ups and downs. And of course it's, it's a lot of people, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's always a certain percentage of this and that in every group of 200 people. But, um, our, our police department is, they're training for mental illness. They have special mm-hmm. officers for mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally ill is something that we need to address. Yeah, absolutely. We do. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I just finished talking to Chief Toom. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, very, very knowledgeable guy, very kind, um, you know, very generous with his time. And I learned a lot. You know, and and we had an opportunity to kind of talk and go through my ideas and and, you know, kind of some of those plans that they've got, you know, in the hopper. And we're definitely on the same page. 
And, and again, the big thing is, it, I'm going to go back to what you said. You know, welcome to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but please do not bring your um, politics. politics with you. Please do not bring your politics with you because the reason we are as good as we are is because we have those principles and we have those standards and, and we know what works. Speaking to Bobby and Derek, do you have a website or a place people can go for more information? Yes. You can go to beforethecity.com. And I would emphasize listening to my little audio. I have an audio on there. I tell a little bit about myself. And then also, if you want to get a hold of me, please go to beforethecity at protonmail.com. Proton, spell that out. P R O T O N M A I L.com. We're speaking with Bobby and Derek candidate A uh, for the council. If, when you walk up to somebody and shake hands with them, what, what, what impression do you want them to have? I want them to feel like, one, I'm genuine, because I am. I'm truly interested in what they have to say. And that I would appreciate that opportunity to work with them in partnership so that they feel good about the decisions coming out of city council. For somebody, or you can go and get this on a podcast really here. <laughs> Bobby, yeah. Bobby and Dara, uh, council candidate, uh, council at large A, I want to thank you for being with us on forum. Thank you.